Welcome to 5-Minute Finance, a podcast that explores topics that are impacting your money. Join us as we discuss what is moving the economy, markets, stocks, and personal finance. This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Before acting on any financial advice, you should consult a financial professional who can review your specific financial situation. Any opinions expressed by the hosts or guests are their own and do not reflect the opinion of LVM Capital Management. Clients or employees of LVM Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in the podcast. Welcome to 5-Minute Finance. Tyler and Jordan here today. We're going to talk a little bit about risk and maybe some of your appetite for risk as an investor and how to incorporate some of that into your investing. So first, we're going to give a kind of a broad definition that we get from the SEC and the risk that we're going to be referring to today in investing is the definition risk refers to the degree of uncertainty about the rate of return on an asset and the potential harm that could arise when financial returns are not what the investor expected. So there are many types of different risk in the market. Jordan, you want to talk a little bit about some of those different types of risk that investors uh, should be aware about? Absolutely. So some of the bigger ones, business, volatility, inflation, interest rate, and liquidity, business risk. Is the business going to be around tomorrow? Volatility, we generally think of a price increase or decrease. Inflation, will my purchasing power be eroded over time? Interest rate risk, uh, I buy a bond at 2% and rates go up to 3% and you're missing out. And liquidity, how readily something could be turned into cash you know, after sale. A few different types of risk involved when with investing there. How do you kind of think about risk for your, maybe your own personal investments, Jordan? Yeah, I thought it was interesting on the definition there. It talked about you know having returns that weren't what you expected. And I think as investors, we generally think an investment that's negative or you know has a negative return you know, with my own investments, kind of the old adage, don't risk more than you can afford to lose. You know, you have your retirement money, you have you know, savings account, emergency fund. And I think the primary way to kind of mitigate some of that risk is through overall asset allocation. But what about what about you, Ty? Yeah, I also think when you're looking at risk um, and maybe defining it, I, I like at Warren Buffett in one of his annual letters, I think this is like three or four years ago, but he kind of defined risk as this. I'll just kind of read from from the letter. It says, investing is an activity in which consumption today is foregone in an attempt to allow greater consumption at a later date. Risk is the possibility that this objective won't be attained. So I think that's kind of really important to think in particular when uh, when you're looking at investing and then maybe even when you get towards retirement that you've saved all this time so you can spend in the future. And if that money is not available for you, in particular on a purchasing power basis, right? You, you want to be able to consume at, at least the, the amount that you have saved. Um, and if inflation erodes that purchasing power, you won't be able to do that. So personally, I think the best way to maybe hedge that inflation type risk is you know owning stocks. And we always say that the best way to take advantage of inflation or keep your income growing with inflation is to have the income from your portfolio, particular from stocks, growing faster than inflation. So are the dividends being paid by the companies growing at a rate faster than inflation? I think that's the best way to keep that purchasing power. Completely agree with you on that one. We think about owning stocks and, and going back to the beginning, 
what type of risks are you assuming when you own a stock? Well, that business risk, we're buying a, you know, a piece of a company, volatility risk, stocks do go up and down, liquidity. Usually you can sell and have that available to you, you know, on a one or two day basis, but there are market events where liquidity dries up. There's not always a bid. You can't always sell immediately or for the price that you're hoping to sell things for. So there are inherent risks, you know, back to the Buffett's quote there, you have to kind of you know, the risk and the reward, hopefully that pays off over time. Yeah. Kind of going back to your maybe liquidity piece and maybe not being able to get a bid. I think it's also important when you're looking at maybe what appetite you have for risk as an investor is to go back to the periods where the market was down significantly. And what did you personally do? Were you nervous? Yeah. When typically, right. Even, you know, last March during the coronavirus, when that was really starting to heat up and the market was down 35%, what did you do? Did you sell stocks? If that's the case, then maybe you realize that maybe your appetite for risk is less than what you originally thought. Did you buy stocks during that period? Maybe you have the ability to withstand those types of volatile markets and you can take on more risk. Which goes back to, again, yeah, don't risk more than you can afford to lose, which I think is, is probably prudent. Yeah. And I think the other good piece behind that is having an emergency savings piece in the event that, you know, you don't have to sell stocks when they're down to, to cover any liquidity needs that you need from your portfolio. And most of these that we're talking about here are primarily for publicly traded markets. I guess the same would apply in private transactions as well. But generally when we're talking about asset allocations, it's stocks and bonds that are, are publicly traded. Yeah. And, and in asset allocation in particular and retirement, if you are following the 4% rule, what does that mean in terms of taking risk and the ability to take money out using that 4% rule? And if you look at it, historically, the average bear market lasts about four and a half years, peak to trough back to the prior peak. And if you are in retirement now spending 4% of your portfolio, the math would say if you have 20% in bonds, that's five years of liquidity that you could take. So you're not having to sell stocks in a bear market. The other side of risk that maybe is not necessarily talked about as often as downside is the upside risk. And that is more, that kind of comes around the fact of I need to get out of the market. And then you're sitting in cash all through this, all through a great bull market. So if, if you look at some of the returns that we gave in our podcast uh, last time, we were looking at the returns of the stock market from the top of 2007 through 2020. And the market was up you know, close to 200% during that period. What happens if you in 2008 sold when the market was down and you just kind of sat there and waited? Well, you missed out on a lot of gains. So there is risk involved with not participating in the market. And that's why you need to have the appropriate asset allocation to know or to be able to stick out some of those bad times that we will inevitably have in the market. Well, I think we'll, we'll end it there today. Email us with your questions. Hopefully we can answer them soon. And thanks everyone for joining us today. 